episode four of Go Date Yourself, and today is a very special day. Happy half-priced candy eve. Are you full of anticipation? Okay, as we all know, today is National Singles Awareness Day, also known as Valentine's Day. And to celebrate, episode four of the show is dedicated to love. Love for friends. Love for our hometowns. Love for heart-shaped food. Love for anything and everything non-romantic. On this week's episode, we're staying in and avoiding all those dudes in line at the grocery store buying last-minute roses. We're ordering ourselves a heart-shaped pizza. We're putting ourselves to bed early to gear up for tomorrow's candy binge. And we're showing our gratitude to the people and things we platonically love the most. On this week's show, my guest Maggie shares her love for her best friend, Mo. I finally make sense when you get to meet her. And Jessica teaches us what's truly important about Valentine's Day. There is always going to be that one piece like right in the center of the heart that's like all cheese. So if you've got a boo this year or you're rocking the day solo, let's prepare for tomorrow's candy coma by letting Maggie help us shift the focus from romance to other kinds of love. Let's start with Maggie's best friend. Her name is Mo, and she has been my best friend since we were 13 years old. And we actually met in gym class. Uh, We both hated running, and we would do the graded runs so we could like walk as much as possible, just squeak in under the wire to make passing grades, which we noted is actually how another noted pair of best friends, Ben and Jerry, also met. So we were pretty much on the road to success. I wonder if Ben and Jerry said things about each other like... I finally make sense when you get to meet her. Uh, she's my lifey. She's my person. She plays trombone. She can do winged eyeliner and like false lashes like Kat Von D. Like, mwah, mwah. like she's just amazing. And she likes destructive nature shit. So she's the coolest person I know. This is not all a commercial for dating Mo, but if any guys out there think that they can handle her and would treat her well, please inquire within. This is how Maggie talks about Mo. There's something about, you know, someone who just gets you and you're just like jazzed every time you see them. I think that that's something that we feel can only ascribe to romantic relationships. And that's just, that's not, just not the case. Mo and I have uh, spent many, many years apart. She lived in Washington State. I lived in Washington, D.C. after uh, college. Uh, Then she moved to Washington, D.C. And we got to be housemates for three years. And it was the greatest time of either of our lives. I am good for Mo because I am her balls sometimes. And there's ways where she kind of grounds me back. I think one of the times when our friendship was most galvanized was, this was three years ago. Uh, Three years ago, I moved to Chicago. And slightly before that, I was having the worst time of my life. It was so bad. I was uh, laid off from my job. I was out of work for like six months, which if any of you guys know that, uh, what that feels like, you know that it sucks. I can only recommend Let's Make a Deal because that's what got me out of bed every morning. Um, Those costumes, (laughs) Wayne Brady, it's just a joy. And uh, that's pretty much what got me out of bed for six months. I'd had two cars smashed by nature. One of them, my car was smashed by a freak hurricane tree while I was in California for my 10-year high school reunion where I was single as fuck and unemployed. That was a joy. Uh, And the other one, uh, a deer ran in front of my car like an asshole on the highway. And I, I was really alone. I felt very, very alone. I had been single forever. And this wasn't like, oh man, I'm between like boyfriends. This was like, I hadn't been on a date in years. And like, you know, someone brushes up against you on the bus and you're like, oh my God, we're going to get married. Like it was, it was so hard. And I think, I, I think most people have felt like that at some point in your life. And 
it went on for a very long time. I was in a really, really difficult place. And I remember but Mo and I were housemates at the time. And I, th- and she just, she was nothing but understanding. And at one point she, she pulled me aside because I was in that place when you, you're, when you're single for a long time. And I think it's harder as you get older. And I was only 28 at the time. So older is a dumb word, but it feels, it feels like a long time. Cause I was in this place where I was like, I need to get where I'm going to have the best life I can, even if I never find someone romantically. And she pulled me aside and she said, I know you can't carry the candle right now and it's gone out for you because it's so hard, but I'm carrying it for you. And I think that that's something that is, is invaluable. It's not only your friends supporting you in the way that they can, it's about them supporting you in the ways that they can't too. Our friends understanding what we need and telling us that they would give it to us even if it's not within their power. And Maggie, who surrounds herself with wonderful people, got exactly what she needed. When things felt like they were at their worst, Mo and Maggie's other friends rallied to get her through. It was just a really, it was a really, really hard time. I was, again, this is when I'd had the tree car and the deer car and single as fuck and no job. And um, I, I remember at one point Mo in the kitchen saying like, I wish I know how to help you and I don't know what else to say. And I think that was actually a really big aha for me because no one can do it for you. And it it hurts to see the people around us hurting. But she did know what to do. A week later, she made a reservation um, at Outback Steakhouse, which is one of my favorite places in the world. And I'm, I realize that makes me a garbage person and I don't care. Aussie cheese fries and blooming onions. I Did you know that there's actually more calories in a single order of Aussie cheese fries than a human is supposed to consume in four days? I did. I don't care. I love it. This is not sponsored by Outback in any way. I just really fucking love it. Mo made a reservation at Outback Steakhouse against her better judgment because she knew that I loved it. Uh, And we went there with 10 of our friends and we enjoyed our delicious fucking appetizers. Uh, Then the little brown Indian bread, which is so good. Uh, I believe I got a medium rare steak and a loaded baked potato. And after we finished our food, everyone went around and said nice stuff about me. And it was surreal. Guys, I got to tell you, it's like, it's hard. It's hard to take. I, I think we, we program ourselves to think, to think less of ourselves to, especially when you're in that terrible place, you're like, I don't deserve it. Like what's wrong with you? Uh, the, it doesn't matter if let's make a deal is on, just stay in bed, like whatever it is. And I think we feel about our friends, the opposite of that. We see their charm, their brilliance, their, their beauty, their effort, their talents, and, and I had the surreal experience of having all of my friends go around the table and say nice things about me. I, I think I was mostly in shock. And, and the primary feeling I had after the fact was I was just trying to absorb it to honor their gift. That's such a great way to look at it. Honoring their gift. Recently, all of my podcasting equipment was stolen. My mic, my headphones, my backups, everything. And my friends rallied. They helped me replace my equipment in less than 24 hours, and I almost said no to letting them help. But I'm really thankful that I didn't lose my interview with Maggie, because she reminded me to honor their gift. And my friends are amazing. Happy Valentine's Day, you nerds. All right, that's enough mushy stuff. Let's talk to my friend Jessica about this infamous holiday. It's not a holiday. She's right. It's not. 
Honestly, I think I've broken up with more people on and around Valentine's Day than have done something romantic. <laughs> well, you know what's funny? I was thinking about this morning because I was like trying to think about the direction of this episode and I was washing dishes and I was like, what do I remember most about any Valentine's Day ever? Like try to think of anything that's consistent other than buying candy on sale the next day. Yes. And the most consistent thing that I could think of was my dad. Because every year, my dad asked me to be his valentine. Aww. And he asked my sister. And I don't think he ever asked my mom. And I was just like, that's weird. Because my parents are, like, disgusting in love. Uh, like, it makes you want to puke. Love you, mom and dad. <laughs> uh, they just love each other so much. And I was like, you know what? I think my mom gives up Valentine's Day to share my dad with the rest of the women who deserve a guy like my dad. That's really sweet. Because every because like my mom makes like little th little gift things and then she gives them to my dad and she goes these are these are for you. You know what to do. And then my dad takes the little gifts and he takes them to now to my nieces and he Aww. and he asks them to be his valentine with these little candy gifts, you know, that the my mom make up. And it's like it's this it's become this holiday where my mom's like I get to have him all year round. So today is going to be about how great my husband is to all the other women in the world. And my That's dad just rocks it. He Aww. just he just nails Valentine's Day every year. That's so cute. But like he takes such good care of my mom all the time that I think she is delighted when he asks other uh, like the rest of us to be his Valentine. And he's the best Valentine I've ever had. Like ever. My dad's like the greatest dad. <laughs> He's also a stellar Santa. Oh, nice. If anyone's hiring, they need, like, a really good Santa. My dad's a great one. He'll, like, he, like giving people presents or acting as Santa? Mostly just, like, um, eating the cookies and then writing a reply note. Okay. He's real good at that. <laughs> I like that. Oh, that's so... Oh, it's adorable. He's real good at it. When I asked Jessica for this interview, it was for a very special Valentine's Day topic. Heart-shaped food! Yes. Heart-shaped food. And I learned so much. Well, you can get heart-shaped pizza anytime from a number of uh, pizza establishments. It's something I found out when I did a monthly heart-shaped pizza treat yourself. Anyone can send a heart-shaped pizza from Luminati's, by the way. There's a place uh, in River North called <laughs> Rosati's that does heart-shaped pizzas anytime. The best course of action is always, if you're unsure and you want to order through Grubhub, just call the person or something and just see like, do you guys do heart-shaped pizzas? And if they say yes, hang up immediately and then just go back to ordering and under the special comments, put heart-shaped. So why order a heart-shaped pizza for yourself? Like pizza's already delicious, but heart-shaped pizza, right. that's like a beautiful gift you give yourself. Who knows what mood the person was in when they were making it. It's just slightly more whimsical. Like anyone can make a round pizza. Anyone can make a round donut or a round pancake. But takes a special person or even just the extra thinking of I'll use the heart-shaped pancake maker to really make something heart-shaped and like it's like getting a smiley face uh on your food yeah it's like there was there was extra effort put into that yeah made with love even if it was made begrudgingly <laughs> you know I think and it's strange probably but I think like certain things taste different based on like their shape or their like like I'm very weird about this is so embarrassing I'm very weird about the first bite of a piece of pie 
Oh, yeah. Sometimes I'll eat my pie backwards because I, I feel like that bite tastes the best. Oh, the point? The point. Yeah. The point of the pie. And so I like, I either, <laughs> I either, if I'm sharing it with someone, I will tell them this beforehand and be like, I need to eat the point of the pie. <laughs> Or if it's my own piece of pie, I'll eat the piece of pie backwards so that I can savor that first last bite. Oh, that's awesome. I don't, I can't think of a single so person weird. I've ever dated where I've been, where I've shared a piece of pie and been like, you go first. I'm like, don't please. <laughs> or if you do, please start somewhere in the middle. Like, I, I really need the point of that piece of pie. And I, there's no one I've ever loved enough to give them the, my nieces. When my nieces, sure. if, they, if we had a piece of pie and they wanted the end point, I would I would ask politely, but if they insisted... <laughs> like, uh, I'm older, so I get the point. And maybe, I don't know, like, it doesn't... I don't feel that way... I sometimes feel that way about pizza, depending on the pizza. But, like, I wonder if, like, a heart-shaped pizza, I wonder how I'd feel about... There is always going to be that one piece, like, right in the center of the heart that's, like, all cheese and vegetables or, or what have you. It's the heart of the heart, the heart of the heart shaped pizza, which is the most delicious. But if you eat the heart of anything, you're truly evil. Don't worry, you're not evil if you eat the heart of a heart shaped pizza. If anything, you're brilliant. Jessica and I chatted about our love for various edible indulgences in comparison to our love for the men we've dated in the past. I told her about this time when I missed someone, and I found myself bargaining with the universe in hopes that he would return. Just bring him back and I will... No, I won't give up chocolate. <laughs> I won't. Like, I really like him and there's almost anything that... But, like... And then I started just listing all the things I wouldn't give up to have him back. And I was like, I also wouldn't give up Naven. I, w- <laughs> I wouldn't give up my job. I love my job. Not my nieces, of course. Uh, very few board games would I give up. Like, yeah, I, I really love them. Uh, <laughs> and then I was like, maybe I'm not as sad about this guy as I thought. <laughs> it was a good train of thought to be like, I would give anything except for pretty much everything yeah. I have. <laughs> Which led us to a discussion about things we do love about being single. No responsibilities. Oh man, cooking, uh, cooking whatever I want. I really like getting up and making the bed in the morning. I like not having to have a conversation with anyone while I'm drinking my coffee because I am an awful morning person. I like to wake up really early, but if I don't have coffee in me, I'm a horrible person. I like leaving my bras out. And of course, my favorite thing about being single? Bring home leftovers, and then the next day, those leftovers are still there. Yes! I get to eat them. I'm the one that gets to eat them. Yes! Because they're mine. And that includes the heart-shaped pizza I ordered while editing this episode. That wraps up episode four. I know it's being released a little early this week, but I wanted it out for the holiday. It's not a holiday. Oh, right. The holiday is tomorrow. Happy Half Price Candy Eve. Today's show was produced by the incredible people who helped replace my podcasting equipment. This episode would not exist without them. 
Thank you to Steve, Jeff, Howard and Barbara, Bobby and Kim, Kim's awesome mom, Danny, Brad, David, Taylor, Natanya, John, Nora, Pixie, Lisa, William, Kate the Amazing, and especially Marie and Laura. I know exactly what Maggie was talking about. Uh, she's my lifey. She's my person. You can find more episodes of the show on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or right on the show's website at gdypodcast.com. And send me a tweet at Go Date Yourself, because I'm terrible at Twitter. <laughs> <laughs>